Welcome to Mind Coffee with M6. Today we're talking about the 4th of July and the birth of American independence. So the question is, should all races celebrate, even though they didn't have all the equal rights and the freedoms in the beginning? So my special guest today is Dee. Hi, Dee. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm not so bad. I think life is moving along nicely. Gearing up for a long weekend. We have a day off this 4th of July weekend. Yes, so that's appropriate because we'll be chatting a little bit about that. We talked about Juneteenth uh, recently, and that was an Independence Day as well for the African-American slaves. So now we have Independence Day for America. So should all races celebrate Independence Day for America if you're an American? What do you think? I think this is a really nuanced question. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) When you brought this up for a possible discussion, I thought it was really interesting because there's been a lot of commentary, frankly, and a lot of change over the years from July 4th, 1776 until now. Yeah. And what this day represents for so many different people. It's really hard to just say, oh, it should or should not be celebrated. Trying to take that perspective on it is almost too simplistic. I can agree with that because there are a lot of little pieces to it. I, You know, when I first thought of the question, I started thinking about, okay, it is the Independence Day for America, not necessarily for each and every person individually, but it was celebrating the liberation from Britain's rule over the colonies. So, in fact, America as it stands today is free from British rule. So that celebration, in its strictest sense, would naturally be celebrated by every American. Like, we're not under British rule anymore, right? Right. So in that sense, maybe it's like, yeah, you know, it's an American holiday. At the same time, you can hear different groups culturally or racially saying, well, hey, you know, when America got its freedom, we weren't free. So like maybe the slaves or different cultural groups, because you think about the Irish. I mean, the Irish came over the 1800s and right around the 1840s, about half of all the immigrants that entered the United States were Irish. And they were not treated with the equal rights and freedoms of an American as immigrants. And so as they became citizens, these rights would be ideally bestowed upon them as citizens. But we know in our history, it took a while for a lot of these things to come to fruition. Yeah, it's interesting because I think for me, this really starts a conversation about like what is American even how we end up in this space as like what America is even built upon, who it was built for, what was the original intent, how it's morphed over the years, like how something can take on a life of its own despite intent. Yeah. And so I think, you know, to to your point, you're right. Over the years, we've had many groups brought into the shores of America that have had to assimilate, who have very slowly been kind of incorporated into America. And interestingly enough, every time we have a group of people come, the initial reaction has always been, for the most part, a mass rejection. Yes. And a mistreatment. Yeah, mistreatment, a dehumanization. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a bad hazing process here in America. Yeah, actually. 
And you said this, we did it with the Irish, we did it with the Italians. 1940s or so, the Japanese internment, you know, that was a whole inhumane issue going on. Right. And we haven't actually mentioned, too, is this whole sense of the colonies were formed by people fleeing British rule, and they come over into a world and a, and a land and a place that, frankly, was already inhabited. And there was no sense of assimilation from the British who were translating to America there was just a displacement yes, and a grouping and a mistreatment of the people who were already here. Yes. And so it's interesting. I think this is part of why it's hard to celebrate 4th of July sometimes mm-hmm. because you are celebrating what I can very easily agree with is like a monumental thing that has occurred and the freedom of one people, but the price that was paid by so many and you're meaning Native. like the Native Americans. I do. By Native Americans, by slaves. Yes. So that this group of defectors from British rule could have freedom. Right. Really is quite uh, paradoxical. It kind of is, actually. It's interesting, too, that I think I am, like you say, I'm more of a idealist, and I definitely can see the Declaration of Independence and our constitution, they really are aspirational. Like they speak to the freedom, the equality, the God-given rights and all of this idealistic stuff, right? And whether we rise to the level of that or not, or whether we successfully execute it, I think that can be considered a separate issue. And I often see them as separate issues because I see that despite all of the frailties, the cruelty, the sinful nature, all of the negativity in the humans who were doing all these things to people, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence themselves as entities pretend they were people. Like, I'm the Declaration of Independence as a person, you know, and I'm the Constitution as a person. Can we agree right. those would be some really awesome people? Yeah. So if we can separate and talk about, I think the Declaration and the Constitution are amazing documents that speak to God-given inalienable rights that people cannot take or give. It's not yours to take or give. God gave those to everyone, period. And I love that. Now, how we execute it as people is a whole nother story. It usually is. <laughs> True that. I like the idea of America and America's striving to do better and be better and all of that. It falls short so much because America is not a person. Declaration, the Constitution, they're not people. These are things that people have to execute. And so it comes back down to the human element. So we've got, you know, slavery, the Japanese internment, the Irish who were treated so badly, anti-Semitism. How about all the Jews, you know, oh all of this stuff. Women. How about women? Women were not yep. allowed to do, like, you were a second-class citizen. Be quiet. Unless your husband tells you to talk, don't say nothing. Like, you know, this is not new. This is people being ugly. So if we can see that America has somewhere to strive to, I think it's a great place to reach for. Same like when I think of being a Christian, it's like, we'll never be Jesus. Yet we still have Jesus as an example to strive to, despite the fact that we'll never get there. So something we spoke about offline, completely unrelated, but that is coming up for me a little bit, is the sense of at what point is America's character categorized by their mistreatment of others? Yes. 
maybe we never categorize it. I mean, I think that this goes to your optimism, right? At some point, if America continues to show the pattern of mistreatment, miscategorization, creating categories of people so that one group can be elevated over another, even as we go through the course of history and and it changes, it's still the pattern remains the same every time, right? I can see that. So at some point, it feels very much like this is, in fact, who America is. I can see that. Despite our, our ideals. I can see that. However, I can throw this in as you're making me think of some other things. Yes, there is this repeated pattern of just treating people badly, groups of people badly, based on where they came from or their education or what they knew or what they look like or what language they speak. You know, there's some reason why this group is put into a second-class citizen status or some kind of lowly status. And I can't disagree with that. I mean, that has happened repeatedly. We just laid out a few examples of that or many examples. However, I would say that in the end, the fight is still there. I mean, the fight is still there. And it it reminds me of you can't call an issue dead if the fight is still there. And so even though all of these repeated traits keep showing themselves, they keep also being challenged and voted down ultimately. Is there anything to be said for that? Because men are sinful. People are sinful. And if left to their own devices, you're going to get like not good stuff. So when good people say nothing evil flourishes. And so we can argue that America has been evil repeatedly and goodness has arisen to the challenge and said, no, 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 we're going to fight this. This is not right. No. And in the end, good wins. I don't know. What do you think? Amen. Amen. I like that. I like, we we are so inherently different in our temperament. So that, (laughs) that's for sure. This is definitely the water half full perspective. Yes. And yes. I can definitely. appreciate it. I can appreciate it because that that is also very true. And I didn't think of it or look at it in that perspective. And I like it. I like that perspective. Yes, and I actually tend to overlook more of the behavior patterns because I do focus on the win. I can lose sight a little bit of the fight that got to the win. And I think it's important to focus on also, yeah, there was a win, but, you know, look what it took. Did it have to take all that to get to the win? Shouldn't we be getting to the win faster because we already did this before? So with all that, did we actually answer this question? <laughs> hmm. Should all races celebrate? Okay, no, we didn't. I think that everyone should do whatever they want, obviously. For me, if you're an American, you are enjoying the benefit of not being under British rule. They were doing things very differently than the colonies because obviously the Declaration and the Constitution would not have come from Britain (laughs) because that's not the way they were thinking at all. So I think there's something to be said to celebrate the ideal of the American spirit to fight for what is right. And I think inherently it is a fight for what is right. No matter how many times you lose the fight, no matter how the odds are stacked against you, no matter how many strikes and how many times you've blown it in the past, the fight for what is right and what is good is still there. That's my two cents. What do you got? So celebrating the ideal, yes, even if it's is not reality at times. 
Yes, because honestly, there are people right now, Irish Americans and Japanese Americans, Jewish Americans, Black Americans, African Americans, you know, Americans here who came obviously from other places because we weren't born here. They were not like I was never a slave myself. So it could be argued I don't get to celebrate Juneteenth because I wasn't a slave. So what am I celebrating it for? Right. If that's the argument. But I feel like I should celebrate it because I think it was a victory for our country and for African-Americans. So I want to celebrate that. I believe anyone can celebrate Juneteenth to say, I'm glad that happened that way. I want to acknowledge and I want to celebrate that great victory of goodness that the African-American got the freedom that they so richly deserved. So it starts to be a question of, do we decide who gets to celebrate which thing? And do you get to celebrate if you really didn't suffer first? You know, it just brings up all these other issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I might buy, I might buy in on this one. I think I can really appreciate this sense of the Declaration of Independence being this very pure and idealistic document, despite how man might ignore it or abuse it. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I do. I appreciate the victories. So I think maybe, yeah, I think I can get on board with this sense of everyone should be free to do, of course, what they want. But being able to find a piece of this holiday that they can celebrate and that they can hold on to and that they can feel joy about because there is victory and and joy and celebrating the ideals even if we don't reach them. Yes. And being born in America or, you know, becoming a citizen, these rights are bestowed upon you. Now, even if your rights are being infringed upon or, you know, there's some injustice going on, the fact that you can stand up and say, hey, stop, that's not right. That's injustice. The very ability to say that and to fight that is American. I mean, you can't just go to other countries and just spout off about the government or about the way something's not being done right. That doesn't go over well in a lot of places. That's not one of your rights, right? Whereas here, you can say that. And the fact that you can say it and that so many people are behind you saying it, it shows you that people get it. People see what is right and what is wrong. People are willing to fight and die for what is right. And that is inspiring to me because it's still there. It's still there. And that's what I think when I think of America and being inherently American. And it reminds me of the Bible. You know, the Bible lays out what it is to be a righteous Christian. We are failing left and right. Does that mean the Bible is of no value anymore because we stink? (laughs) Right, right. You know, and so I think I, I can draw a parallel. You know, America is founded on something great, and it fails a lot, but the fight is still there, and it's founded on something great. I love that corollary. Really great point. Well, this was a cool talk. I really enjoy talking with you. You really bring out some things I don't really think about when we start talking. Stuff comes to mind, and I find a way to articulate something that I wasn't really sure I even thought. So I love these conversations. It's great. And you've actually been able to convince me of something. Oh. Which is just very exciting. How cool is that? For the most part, I think you're just wrong on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll take what I can get. Well, it was awesome chatting. M6 is about to sign out. But before I do that, I will invite you to m6.com to read some blogs and maybe to check out m6 underscore blog on Instagram. Thanks, Dee. It was awesome. Have a great one. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.